Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? I'm in a lot of pain today, man. You're not looking too good. What? What? What's the deal? Well, I've just been doing a lot of work, man. You know, getting back, still get, getting over vacation itis, but it's good. It, I'm going to be fine because we've got a doctor here with us today. I know it's great. Yeah. It's about time we have a doctor on the show. <laughs> I know. I think he's going to fix all the. Pro- I got a lot of old people problems. Yeah. No shit. I know it's, but we'll get over it. Um, let me introduce Doctor Philip Hickman of Playbook. Good, good. Well, hi, the, Philip. How are you doing? Unfortunately, the the doctorate is not in medicine. Oh man, <laughs> sorry, you're stuck with your old man problem. Oh my god, and there is no help for you now. Now, I do have, I do have several graduate degrees in psychology. Oh, so I could probably use those too. <laughs> as uh, as Matt was uh, laughing because I once again forgot to turn on the video. Yeah, on time. I am so good at that. Well, anyway, doctor, we're glad to have you here um, because Matt Watson um, was late for the show. We got a lot of time to catch up and hear about. I'm Playbook. sorry. It's OK. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Right. I was celebrating big victories. I know. That's another reason I needed a doctor. I'm in pain Yeah, because I have been working out recently. And you know what I found about exercise? It's hard. I know. I know. So, and it's a commitment. It is. You got to keep doing it over and over. It's kind of like success. It just doesn't happen. You have to actually do stuff at a time. And then you find that the results um, turn into what you're trying to do. So, Philip, congratulations. You were recently during here during uh, Tech Week in KC. You won an award, did you? I did. I did. Let's Uh, talk about that for a second. And then we'll talk about Playbook. Launch KC uh, won the Global Pitch Competition which was uh, pretty difficult. Uh, and so was awarded $50,000, which is, which is, which is okay for a startup. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of money. It yeah, is. it really is. So is that, was that like the grand prize? Like one company won? Well, or actually, were there several companies that won? Or? Actually there were, I think originally um, it was over 600 or 700 who applied. They narrowed it down to 20 uh, and it wasn't regional. It was globally. So we had of the 20, it was a, a group out of Israel as well. Um, but the winners, I think it was, it was nine winners. Okay. One won a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And then the rest, eight of us, a one fifty. Hey, that's, that's awesome, man. So all that's eight great. of us were second place, by the way. So all I'm right. second place. Yeah. Well, you know, normally if you're not first, you're last, but not in this competition, because mm-hmm. that's a pretty good award. You can do a lot, of, you can get a lot done with $50,000. Um, and, cl- and for clarity, this was a different event than the one that we were involved in. It, uh, yes. A different that, that was, uh, well, here I am. I'm like, what, what were we involved in? <laughs> no, the Pure Pitch Rally. Um, oh, they, they were kind of similar, though. They were about, I mean, they were like the same time frame, but they were different. Next events. day. Yeah. 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 And yeah. we actually, that's where I met Philip was he was there with Roy, our friend from okay. Healthy Hip Hop. Right. Um, so, Roy, let's, or Roy, Philip, let's <laughs> talk about Playbook. Okay. Playbook is a, a immersive media reader. And so it really it brings reading to the digital age. Um, unfortunately, we have 72% of our children read below the third grade level. Uh, and 
one of the reasons is, is because as the education system, we, we are trying so hard to hold on to an old educational model um, that has proven not to work. I mean, we're so busy trying to educate kids for our past instead of their future um, that we're failing a generation. Uh, and so that's why Playbook was invented, uh, you know, in my years in education and, and as a superintendent, um, you know, it, it was a dying art to, to be able to get kids engaged in reading, uh, which is very important. So we developed Playbook, which is immersive media reader, takes immersive technology, 360 panorama uh, and future augmented reality, and it mixes it together with a, a book. Um, and then it has other features to it that allows it uh, for differentiation and engagement. And so it has navigational pathways, which uh, usually we read in a linear sense, which is up and down. Navigational pathways allows us to read in all four directions, which was hard to develop. Um, and the reason the application of that, the start application of it in school, is that in the middle text, you can have your average reader. At any given page, you can slide to the right for enrichment, or you can slide to the left for remediation. Uh, same thing with our ELL students. You can have English in the middle, and any time that they have trouble with the English, they can bridge it left or right for their language. So that's let, cool. Let's talk about that for a second. So, all right, so here I am, and I'm looking at a page. And when you talk about, you know, the what was the term again? Immersive media reader. Immersive. So, if I want further explanation about what I'm seeing on the page, then that's the immersive part of it. Meaning, like I can now delve off to. I know that if I move to the right it's going to give me information. Like, what is remediation? Well, if you think about the internet, it's almost similar to the internet, meaning that you don't have to finish reading that plate. You can go at anywhere at any given time, right? Almost like a hyperlink. Remediation would mean, and that's just one application of it, would mean that if I'm not your average reader, so if I read below grade level, then I cannot participate in class at that point in time because we usually just have that static average text. So at the same time, with the same topic, if I'm having trouble with that page, I can slide to the left and I can get the same content at my comprehension level. The other aspect is that we have our gifted population is, is actually one of our, our fastest population dropping out of school. They're bored. Uh, and so this allows them to have a deeper dive. And so they can keep reading on and on about that page or about that subject matter to the right that they want to and catch up <laughs> because they can catch up, right? Uh, and they don't have to sit and wait behind for that traditional pathways. But there's also, uh, you know, that's just one way to do it. The, the other way is that you can have uh, branches of information or, or deeper dive period. And so, for instance, if I was reading about the uh, coral reef, uh, you know, I can, if, if, you know, I wanted this aspect of it, I can slide to the right to learn about it 100 years ago or slide to the left to learn about it, you know, what it would look like in the future. Or if I was reading about, say, an Indian and cowboy war, I mean, I can go to the right, learn about it from an Indian perspective, go to the left and learn about it from a cowboy's perspective. Nobody really writes like that. So it's a new style of writing. Um, and, and it's, and it's and the for fun, you also have choose your own adventure books. So when you talk about immersiveness, immersiveness also, immersive media, which is 360 panorama augmented reality. So immerse, and then the immersive reader is how you can have that deeper dive. So imagine if I slide down a couple of pages and I come to, uh, a panoramic page where I, I, I pan it to the right, there's a blue door, I plan it to the left, there's a red door. And however the storyline is, if I choose to go to the, the blue door, I can go to a whole different storyline than if I did went through the red door. So I think that, I think that, well, Matt, you have children as well. I mean, how many children's books have you read this month? 
uh, a lot, uh, two or three every day. Wouldn't it be nice if they were a little more immersive? Yes. Just meaning like, um, you know, I, I, well, and those are the, my kids' favorite kinds actually, right? right. The kinds where they can open little things or do yeah. this or do that. They're a little more interactive. Like those are the kids' favorite kinds of books. Those are the, usually the ones I'm avoiding at bedtime because that takes like 38 minutes. Yes. Right. Opposed, are you the same way? Yes. Yeah. And, and with technology now, um, they do have some creative books, but that stops like around second or third grade. There's <laughs> nothing. I mean, in the school setting, after that, you have novels. <laughs> That's it. Right. And, and so this allows you to put complex text still with immersive media and interactivity that you can really be immersed in a book at any age level. Imagine if you were studying to be a doctor and you come to a page where you have a manipulating heart that you can, and you can go to the right to learn about the right ventricle, go to the left to learn about the left ventricle, then go to the next section. And then you can still have branches of information each time. So it, it actually brings, literally brings reading to the digital age for all readers. Yeah. And I was thinking about this even past just the books. Now, I think one of the reasonable questions to ask is, you know, where now this content has to be created. It does. It does. And you have a solution for that as well, right? Yeah, I'm licensed. I license this platform to, to uh, publishers. And okay. so right now I'm working with a, a lean publisher um, that's going to provide the content and obviously the sales and marketing. The other thing that Playbook does, I think that's really interesting, is Book of Souls. So Book of Souls is, is likened to my mother loves these TV series. And every every week there's a new episode. So the writers create this episode and producers and all that kind of stuff. Same thing with Book of Souls. So say if you had an author like Stephen King writes a chapter and then he hits our social media button that allows for a crowdsource of his millions of followers to be able to uh, influence the narrative. And so the top three rises to the top. The author takes those top three, and that's how they write the next chapter. And so one of the things is you want people to live on a platform, right? You don't want them just to get on it and leave. And so they live on it because, one, it allows for that social connectivity, right? They're reading about their comments. They're they're putting their comments. They're feeling like they're on a social connecting network. Two is that they feel like they're connected to their author. Everybody wants to feel connected to the author. They have direct access to author. Three is that they are contributing. So that's the other thing. This society, our generational, uh, you know, because of that, the uh, millennial generation, they want to feel like they're creating something. And so one, they can either create it, meaning that their top three was selected, or they were the ones who kept liking <laughs> one of the, the suggestions to rise to the top, or they kept looking on the platform because they want to revise what they are saying. saying, wait a minute, I, maybe this should happen to see if they're, you know, a, a new part of their idea is I, liked. I think as far as, you know, you, you know, Seth Godin wrote a book uh, called Tribes and it's, you know, all related to doing the things that you need to do to get those interested in whatever you're doing right. involved with each other. Right. Um, I like, I like it for that idea. Um, and for that, I see it. I mean, what do you think, Matt? Does this seems like it has a lot more practical application in past general publishing, right? Yeah, it sounds like this could be used for a lot of things. Um, I mean, do you intend it to be more used in an educational setting or well, I think that's reading fir- bedtime stories to my no, four-year-old? Or? The first vertical. The first vertical, which is natural. My connections with superintendents, my connections mm-hmm. with schools. And the there's an easier way to grab content. The, if I look at who already has content, it would be like your movie providers, Disney. And I was telling Matt, like, for instance, when I took my son's son, 17 or 13, but when I took them to go watch Spider-Man, then we will run to Barnes and Noble and we will buy the book where 
I'll show you how old I am, Toby Maguire. <laughs> he was actually, you know, the actual screenshot of Toby Maguire on those books. So the easiest thing to do is to go to Disney, who owns Marvel, or anybody else, Pixar, and say, okay, you those you want to extend your product. Those books are no longer being bought. I can't even go to Walmart right. and get those books. I can take that same content and you can give me five seconds before that screen size, five seconds after, so I can have a looping video and I can turn it into a panoramic video, a, a 360 video, a, a screenshot, whatever it is. And then it has those same words in the storyline. And that's automatic where in, in the children's book aspect, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but that's first mark. But there's other verticals. I mean, there's even verticals to where you can use this as interactive manuals in business, in right. the business arena, right? And when you look at construction or, or any of those that have to deal, especially with the increasing technology needs, especially with the increasing workforce, like for instance, manufacturing is really high-tech manufacturing nowadays. It's not your traditional um, where you have a bunch of supervisors, like in Mississippi, you had one supervisor to 200 people. They had to figure out before they even call a supervisor, they had to figure out the problem themselves. So if they had an interactive manual, you know, a playbook to kind of go through it in that sense. There's well, a lot I, of articles. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that anything, I think that some of the things that, you know, Matt and I will both say we learned about software is the ways that you have to try to teach people how to use things. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, as as a someone that's written and published a book, it, it, that process is a little excruciating. It's it not... Um, Amazon has a platform for, you know, that you can publish your paperback or your Kindle with, uh, was at create space. And I was saying before we started recording and I was remarkably unimpressed with right, it. Right. Um, it had some good things. I mean, but I mean, but you know, there was a lot of stuff that I was just shocked that wasn't a little more valuable. Um, I, I think that we are in a golden age of media and publication. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, my book editor had given me some information that 1.2 million new books would come out this year, which wow. is a lot. And right. I, on top of what another 600 years of existing literature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the reason for that and what's really cool is, um, is, you know, if we wanted to publish an ebook by the end of the day, we could we theoretically could. do that. Right. And I think that those kind of publishing tools um, put in the hands of people and made easy is a good thing. So, yeah, that, but, but so, so, how, so how do you make this easy it, okay. when it comes to the immersive side of things? So we actually have what is called desktop studio. I mean, a uh, playbook studios and that's on our desktop and it's actually has high Photoshop editing, high video editing that that's made simple. The, the original intent was it for an elementary child to be able to make immersive media. And so there are some proprietary things that happen that it can take your video and make it to whatever you want it to be, whether it's looking at all four corners of it or 360, or it can take your static picture and make it whatever it is. And then obviously you can improve the quality of it and those kind of things. It's a pretty robust system. And that's why I really speak about it just in the aspect of the, the agnosticness of it to roll out for any iPhone or any phone or tablet. Um, but yes, the, the, the studio part of it, uh, it's it's pretty robust, but it's made very easy. Drag and drop uh, once you get it into your navigational pathways. The other beauty of it is, is when you created a book of CreateSpace, 
you're doing it based off of what you feel the readers want to want to read. I had already created the book. I simply right. uploaded it at that point. It right. didn't really help me create much. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. I, what I mean is if you... Well, that's had, why I didn't like it. Yeah, it but wasn't if, really helping me do much other than upload a PDF right. and but, then kind of look through it a little bit. But, but yeah. imagine writing a book or so and, and bringing the readers along the journey. I mean, that they're influencing the content that they actually really want to see. And, and they're paying for that from a subscription, which is totally different. And so you're not putting out a book and hoping that, that everybody buys it or everyone likes it. Hey, if it's, if it comes with a bunch of followers then continue that series, if it doesn't, then you put out another series. It's sure. just chapter by chapter. It's not really wasting your time, but you're actually developing a following and Hey, who knows your book is so it, it may have so many followings that they may want to turn it into a TV episode or, or just like a, a YouTube sensation or, you know, that turns a YouTube into a TV show or a movie or something. What are you, what are you going to write a book about, Matt? <laughs> what, what is your book? So it's going to be about probably about software development, trials and tribulations. So it's going to be a really long book. Yeah. When I, when I, a lot of horror stories. When I go to the remediation part of that, is it just going to scream, <laughs> don't do it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, I see. You know, this morning, uh, my daughter, I asked her what, she had been doing in school and she told me science. I said, what kind? And she said, giraffe science. Giraffe. <laughs> and then I said, what else? And she said a couple other animals. So I think my, my book episodes are going to start with giraffe science and where that goes. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. There was a whole list. Um, it ended up like mommy science, daddy science, ah. and uh, oh, there was sun science. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That involved taking a piece of paper, tracing the sun and then putting a magic crystal in it. Oh. So, I'm going to need this technology yeah. to really explain how, <laughs> how you do that. So, um, all right. So you've been working on this and this has been out for how long? Since December. So about a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what have been, what have been some of the obstacles and roadblocks that you've had to fight through as a startup founder and an entrepreneur? Right. I mean, just originally it's just believing in yourself. I mean, you, you get a lot of uh, people who question you know, some of the decisions that you make and what you do. And it's kind of having that grit uh, to having a vision um, because everybody likes the end result, but nobody liked the, the pathway that it took to get there. Um, and so I, I, I think that was it, just kind of being strong, uh, trying to find a technology community uh, for that support. I think Kansas City has a lot of great resources. Um, that provided that support. And then also humbling yourself and, and getting a business coach. I mean, you, you can't figure it out all by yourself. You're not the expert. No one is just the, the single singular expert. And it was just kind of surrounding myself, just like I did as a, as a superintendent, surrounding myself with, with people who are smarter than me, that, that allow me, that, that, that kind of guides me in that situation and my weaknesses. Uh, and, and therefore, it becomes a team, a final product. Even though it's my product, it was a lot of hands that were involved in guiding that. One of them was Sally Williams at UMKC. She's she's pretty excellent. So you have a history. You you were a college athlete. I was. I played at the the great, the only University of Missouri. Oh man, he's smirking <laughs> at me because we were talking K Kansas versus Missouri, which may never happen again. It Who may knows? not. Um, so. I, I tell you what was weird. I was, I was actually a five-sport letterman in high school. And probably my better sport, I just kind of had a little attitude, but my better sport was baseball. And I had a lot of inroads in baseball. I was a ball boy for the Kansas City Royals. 
Um, and so back when George Brett and all those kind of, and I mean, literally they will come to my games. They will support me. Um, of course I was an honorable student, but just my athleticism, they will support me and, and, uh, even taught me how to drive a stick. My first, my first lesson of a stick was a Porsche, George Brett's and Tom Gordon. Wow. Yeah. So flash, flash Gordon, let me drive his Viper. Wow. And, and, and Tom, uh, Brett, George Brett's came out well, Tom, it didn't work out too well. It was a little scrape. <laughs> and, and, I, I might have scraped someone's car but a viper no a ferrari not mine yeah. oh no Ouch. no never else what we'll talk about that later no yeah. i didn't scrape it. it wasn't me if you find a scratch on your car that definitely wasn't mm. me but imagine a 16 year old kid oh, yeah. scraping a car that his oh, that parents mortared probably my parents house right i would have been a little <laughs> stressful so do you think that your history with team sports and had do you think that that was helpful for you as an entrepreneur? I, I, yes. As a, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, to be able to deal with, uh, to have that, that skin and that grit. Um, let me just tell you real quick of my experience as a coach. Uh, when I was a coach in the inner city, I had superintendents and principals saying, hey, these kids don't need to be on your team. And I would tell them quickly, well, you tell me one program that a kid can learn how to deal with authority, listen to authority, how to work as a team, how to deal with loss, how to win gracefully, how to persevere. How, I mean, how to dig, you know, all those kind of how to deal with negativity and still keep going. There's no, what I'm going to do, ask him to join a math club and, and motivate him with numbers. I mean, really, there's no other activity. I'm putting my son back in sports now. <laughs> <laughs> but really, there, I mean, how to deal with uh, an, an authority scouting, figure. The scouting report wasn't great. <laughs> no, he's terrible at them, yeah. but you know, maybe he'll learn, he'll learn to win gracefully. But the research that's, said that's that all why, top, yeah. top Fortune 500 females, and this was back, ladies back in the days, when I read this research, the one thing that they had in common is they all played a high school or collegiate sport. Well, I was asking because, you know, I, I personally am a believer that that's good conditioning yeah. um, for life in a lot of regards. There you go. But for entrepreneurism, and you talk about baseball, baseball's a, a sport that revolves around failure. Right. I mean, like if you're <laughs> as a hitter, if you're right 30 percent of the time, you're like a Hall of Famer almost. <laughs> right. Did you do any high school sports? I did. I did too. I did. I did. So I didn't play five. I wasn't like Phillip. I didn't let her in five things. I wrestle, basketball, uh, baseball, track. Baseball, basketball, and football. But oh, wow. I wasn't particularly good at any of them. I just was kind of there. But you okay. got the lessons. Uh, yeah, but, but <laughs> I think the thing that the point that I'm getting to here is because you were talking about having a business coach. But, you know, I th the thing I found is that team sports conditions you for all the things you were talking about, right. it, the teamwork thing. Um, but you know, the coaching part, like, right. you know, and that's the, I, when I hire people, I actually favor a background in team sports. Cause I mm -hmm. find that though, that they are, uh, they don't get as hurt right. when by criticism or coaching or, or there's a little more like, I don't know, like you talk about the leadership or the, you know, like, cause you look at any sport or any team, um, and you know, they have that guy, you know, the good ones do have that guy that say, come on, like, right. are we going to just quit? Are we going to do this? Right. right. And, uh, I mean, the, the Royals, when they won the world series in 2015, they didn't have like a huge home run header or anything like that. It was a collection of guys doing little bits and pieces. I talk to entrepreneurs all the time and they seem to be obsessed with the home run. 
Right. So Matt, some people will say you had a home run within solutions. Uh, there was a lot of base hits along the way. Yeah, there was that, a few hundred of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, Matt, do you think that there's no such thing as like a, you don't just step up to the plate and knock it out of the park and entrepreneurism. Right? No, not unless you get really lucky. I don't I bet you know, I got really, really lucky. I mean, when does that happen? Let's like, uh, somebody create something stupid like Snapchat or some shit. That all of a sudden, <laughs> I still don't understand. How I still don't understand why that's worth a single dollar. Yeah. Well, but whatever. That, that, and you know, Philip, one of the things we're kind of referencing here is related to the fact that like, you know, all right, playbook solves a problem. Uh-huh. It, it's got some issues that it can get after and fix and, and address. But you know, what is the problem? Snapchat fixes is that it I, makes me look pretty when i take photos dude it doesn't even work on you oh yeah it does <laughs> it does? Yeah, it does yeah it takes my freckles away and everything yeah wow yeah i look pretty i was gonna say if your problem is that you don't it makes current, me look like a dog i was gonna say if you don't look like a dog <laughs> or a deer or something like that then it doesn't fix it it's so. worth like 30 billion dollars because of that i still don't get it i don't get it they tried to do a rebrand and it failed no oh, like yeah they're they in trouble like a zillion years so where where is playbook now in its lifetimes like where, where, where is the business today? So right now we're working with the content provider to load the content. Then, we're, then that person is going to go direct to, to B2B, direct to schools, districts. So will that be your first big customer? Then? It will be. It will be. We did a, a, a soft beta with some of my superintendent friends at their schools and the kids loved it. Um, and so, I, I, I mean, I have people banging down the door saying, let's, let's get this started so we can have our children reading and enjoy reading and become lifelong readers. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's it's kind of crazy. The school system, you talked about baseball, 72%. So the school system is the only organization ever, which arguably is probably one of the most important organizations to our society. But it is the only organization that is allowed to have a less than a 20% success rate. And it's still going. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, I, I lived in New Mexico for a very short amount of time, and that was one of the states that has the worst high school graduation mm-hmm. rate. Mm-hmm. And it just shocked me. I'm like, I don't find how that was socially accepted. It was like 20% right. of that. And, you know, the crazy thing was, is due to the lottery, if you in that state, if you graduate from high school, you can go to a state college for free. Wow. And they were st- like literally tuition free. Wow. And they were still at that rate. So, yeah. Well, I had, well, even where I lived, we had community college that was free if you did well enough in high school right. and had the right attendance. But my own family wasn't smart enough to take advantage of it. It drives me crazy. <laughs> like all my nieces and nephews, like not one of them took advantage of it. Right. And, and, and some of that's probably like 10,000 different conversations about 10,000 different problems. Because, yeah. you know, like that, some of it's just, laziness maybe, well maybe parents that let you quit or or whatever yeah. or aren't there but you know that goes into a lot of different but, so we'll, we'll be here we, for another five hours but we, we ask that. we ask kids i mean think about it this whole generation of children are plugged in outside of school and then we we ask them to come to school and we unplug them yeah and we we sit them in front of static we try to standardize the unstandardized unstandardizable in school yeah. humans are not standardizable right and that model we no longer have to have the industrial model where we're working in factories and roles and those kind of things. So there's no way that we're going to engage a population of, of children that they know we're, we're giving them a bunch of BS, basically, because they've seen the real world, right? They're plugged into the real world outside of outside of. Well, and I've, I've even seen with my, my oldest son's in third grade, but I think even in first grade, they were doing uh, 
they, they all had iPads and they would actually watch videos that were like instruction videos, like teaching them to like learn in, in, in those ways and not just read a book right. or listen to the teacher, but, you know, using the iPad, you know, more immersive stuff. And I think what you're doing kind of follows right along with that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's Definitely. really cool. Definitely. It's personalized learning. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I, I know I want to have you back in here because I want to keep tracking the progress of all of this and, uh, you know, really kind of keep up with that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys get a chance, you can check it out. It's PLABook.com, P-L-A-B-O-O-K.com. Um, I guess I wanted to ask earlier, how many degrees do you have again? Um, I have five graduate degrees and a doctorate. That's six or seven total. I don't remember, but you can't even count. That's six or seven more than I'm ever going to have. Yeah, congratulations on that. I might get some tips. You know what? Can, can we enroll at the University of Cebu online? I want to become a webmaster. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the University of Cebu, where our office is, their mascot is the webmaster. Oh, really? Which I think is a great reflection on where their head's at educationally. Right. And, and like, I know you could make the basketball team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, by the way, one of our employees asked the other day, um, said, uh, um, hey, if we start a company basketball team, I'm going to pick you first. <laughs> well, I was like, well, well have y'all seen Manny, Manny Pacquiao? play is he, he's probably better than he's me good. but he's yeah good. at basketball yeah yeah seriously seriously I mean, he's a professional athlete yeah. probably in way better shape than yeah. i am so i mean that's the problem you playing, could just stand there and hold the ball over if we're playing half court i'm all right but i gotta run back and forth that's <laughs> right. game over man i mean just despite the recent exercise and change in diet you're looking so, good thank you i have officially lost 35 pounds and oh, really? since August, that's crazy. That was, is that when that was my last trip to Cebu because yeah. I weighed myself and I weighed wow. 258 pounds. And I said, I'm, oh, this is out of control. Yeah, You lost a toddler. I, I know my <laughs> wife pointed that out last night. Thank you. Jill. <laughs> we've also learned our wives don't listen to this so we can say about whatever we want. Oh, right? good. Okay. But no, she said that she's like, you lost like our kid, our, like your son <laughs> or, or that 35 pound dumbbell. Right. Yeah. But well, you have two. Yeah. I've lost about 20 pounds. Oh, really? Congratulations, yeah. guys. We were just really fat. Right. No, 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 no. He was, you were maybe. <laughs> not me. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and Philip, thanks for coming in. We're going to have you back in. And once again, everyone get out there and check out playbook. See Thank you, you next right. time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.